love you. Have you ever been uh, sitting on your couch, potatoes, and thinking, these fuckers just talk movies, and there's so many TV shows out there, and I just want to know which TV show to watch? Well, I never sit on my potatoes. Oh. Um, but. <laughs> well, I'm the green wondered, traveler. <laughs> I have wondered since we have, since day one, like, uh, I'm and I'm the faceless Leon. I I just say it. So uh, I snuck it in there. This is Green Faces on the Couch. It's a podcast about movies uh, and TV. And um, TV. And we've kind of been advertising it that way since the beginning, uh, but now we're actually going to talk about some TV. Uh, yeah, so a little backstory in our lives. Uh, even though I love some TV shows. And really enjoy the television experience. I do not watch television like ever. Um, yeah. I have I have to have people to watch it with. Uh, it's other people's. Um, what's it called? Binge watching attitude that gets me through TV shows. Right. Cause I don't. Keep I don't up. have that. Yeah, I don't have that binge watch attitude. Right. <laughs> I like to watch TV. <laughs> I, i've always liked to watch tv um i mean when i was younger it was more about watching movies uh mostly because honestly i did not understand um tv scheduling so well when i was younger and like because when we were younger yeah. you had to catch it when it was airing uh and but, see i like that too because that that's yeah. what kept me interested in tv was like i had to set aside a moment in my schedule you know it's like right. lost comes on next week i have to watch the next episode right. of lost i can't uh, binge watch it unless i'm watching with people though and right. that's what television's so, become for me since we're talking backstories i uh i grew up in two households uh divorced parents um and i i was allowed to you know and when I, my work house my housework and homework was done i was allowed to watch what tv i wanted as long as they thought it was age appropriate uh, yeah. at one household and at the other household um we weren't really allowed to watch tv unless we we're all watching it together um so i and since our schedules varied like i wasn't really over at one of the houses every tuesday it was at the at either other house every tuesday so things would as they do air once a week yeah and it makes it impossible to stay current on a show <laughs> when, when you're like that uh but years later and uh, nowadays yeah years with, later with all of our streaming opportunities yeah streaming made it very possible for me to watch what tv i wanted and to find out what i was missing from those childhood shows mm -hmm. like oh man so many plot points that i just didn't get to watch um uh i'm not i'm not going to you know i'm not blaming anybody i'm not pointing any fingers or anything uh i also also me and my mom eventually got into watching like renting dvds from the movie store and watching tv shows together that was yeah. nice so i can blast through television with somebody 
Right. But by myself, like, I feel like I, it, it was kind of just a mentality I got to in college where, because I was binge watching, like, How I Met Your Mother in college and other shows right. like that. Um, I just realized I'm wasting so much of my free time doing this. And so I just stopped doing it. And now I just, now I just can't watch it. Like, I don't know why, but now my brain just like, if I go through two episodes of a TV show, my brain's like, all right, man, get up and take a walk, like get right. out of here. Well, that's so probably like, I, healthy. I, I probably, but it makes, it makes <laughs> doing a show like this where we have a segment called TV talks. Yeah. It, you'll find couch potatoes that TV talks will probably be one of our least, least produced speaker. shows. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's all my fault. You can blame <laughs> me for it. Uh, I'm uh, just I'm I'm very difficult to get through uh get through a television show. I watched an inordinate amount. <laughs> I was gonna say you had to tell me like for a year to watch Penny Dreadful before I finally watched Penny Dreadful. Right. How and then I watched think? it in like two days. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh so you must have uh, liked it. <laughs> I, I liked it. I, I, the first yeah. part's much better. I Yeah, I, I liked it but it, it ends way too early and it's yeah. only because they, they kill off one character and are like, Well that's it that's it and it's like it's like like, that's fair (laughs) i mean it's fair because the you know those three seasons have been that character's story right but at the same time you have established many other characters you can you can go at least one more season with their stories (laughs) yeah because they did not get endings at all no they did not and they kept on talking about bringing that one back too but yeah Yeah. but instead instead we're getting dexter season nine yeah what what is up with that well we're not talking about either of those shows nope uh we're talking about uh one that has had its second season this year and its first season last year the umbrella academy but you you and i both caught up with it this year i think right you didn't watch it last year uh no i did watch it last year but i did i rewatched it this year to know what happened to watch the second season yeah, I never never watched it, never read the stories until just two months ago. Um, that is also a point that we should make. Uh, I don't think either of us has seen season one for two months, so it's a little yeah, it's been a little while. stale. Um, the reason for that is the show we were originally planning to open up TV talks with. I am taking a three hour turn getting through. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there. Yeah. Uh, but, but we both, you know, we both have seen season one of Umbrella Academy and it being, uh, season two being more recent, you know, we thought might as well talk about it. It's a, definitely a fun show and we've got a lot to say, I'm sure. Yeah. I definitely think people should definitely give this show a shot. I will go ahead and say that up front. Um, I agreed. If you, it, it, you know, it's a superhero show, but it's not a superhero show for your kids. And I feel like uh, yeah, parents... they can watch it. Huh? You think they can yeah, watch they, it? They can watch I, it. I, I think some kids definitely would be okay with watching it. but there's Kids are incorruptible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's definitely some themes that parents, some parents will not approve of their children watching. Mostly the drug uh, references, I would say, for one the character is the particular. best. Klaus is the best. I do love his story so much. Yeah. Uh, but we'll, we'll get into the family. We will get soon. into the family. I, I will say, though, it is it is definitely more a show for superhero fans who like mm-hmm. 
gritty superhero stories. Um, it makes it makes me want to watch The Boys. I haven't seen that yet yeah, either. I did watch the I've, first season of that. I haven't watched the second season, which just yeah, came out. I've seen I've seen episode one of the first season. I was like, oh, I should watch this. That that show brings the gritty part to the max. <laughs> yeah, well, we're we're a year after I've seen episode one, and I still haven't watched it, and yet I'm still as intrigued by it as ever before. Yes, yeah, it it is. I think a really good show. The social commentary in that show is yeah. on point as well, uh, which it is here in the Umbrella Academy, also. Um, yeah. So I guess maybe we should give uh, a synopsis. Um, I'll go ahead if you don't mind. Yeah, go go for um, it. So, the Umbrella Academy, uh, Netflix original, a Netflix original based off of comic books, <laughs> as most superhero stories are. Um, yes, and it features well, the story. We, what's that? Should we say that the comic book is uh, from Gerard Way of My yes. Chemical Romance? Yes, we should um, say that. I, I had the fortune to borrow the first volume of that, and I still have to return it. <laughs> uh, I'm terrible at that kind of stuff sometimes. Uh, but it's it's by Gerard Way of My Chemical Romance. It's what he wanted to do before uh, he started My Chemical Romance. He wanted to do comic books. Um, and so here we are now with his vision I'm coming very to television. Happy he did. Yeah, I will say, and the art the artwork is by uh, Gabriel Ba. At least the first volume is, um, and that's what most of the you know season one takes from. I would say volume one, maybe volume two. I haven't read that. Okay, but cool. Yeah, well, it features um, uh, seven yes seven characters uh, that were all mysteriously born on the same day. And yes. then adopted by this eccentric billionaire, uh, by the last name of uh, it's Sir Reginald Hargraves, uh, and he raises them to be, well, I would say raise is a generous term. Uh, yeah, he, he trains rears. them. Yes, he trains them from birth practically to be a uh, crime stopping uh, team. Yeah. They're more they're more raised by a robot mother and an uh monkey butler. Oh he's a chimp. Sorry, okay. Sorry chimpanzee butler. <laughs> My racism. Yes. Uh Pongo, honestly, I really like Pongo. Pogo. Pogo. You first, <laughs> you first call him a monkey and then I give him the wrong name. Uh, anyways, I think Pogo is pretty great um yeah he and, was in the first season first season's done by adam godley yeah that's right uh and uh he he does a, a very good job of making mm-hmm. this chimp seem like a wise fatherly figure yeah it's um, not it's not it's not adam circus level of uh no but or he's... andy andy circus level andy circus, of yeah performance but he's also playing a a much more humanized character than while Gollum is a uh well i was thinking planet of the apes specific planet of the apes that's true he caesar is much more ape-like still yeah than um than pogo is (laughs) uh but anyways the the seven children um he initially just names them 
and the numerical order that he has decided that they will live by. And yeah, that's that's yeah. his character in a nutshell there. That is that is doesn't give the kids original. names, he gives them numbers. That's right. So number one, uh who takes on the name Luther, I believe I don't know if it's mentioned in the story, but their mother, the the robotic nurse maid, um, gives them names eventually. And yeah. he takes on the name Luther and he is super strong. That is his played power. by Tom. Yeah, played by Tom Hopper. Tom Hopper. And I, I think really all of the cast, all the Hargraves do a pretty great bang-up job, I'd say. Agreed. Um, they, their chemistry is really well together. Yeah. They're, they're, I would say they're so my too. chemical. My chemical family is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they, uh, I mean, they play. Yes, their chemistry is great for a greatly dysfunctional family. Yeah, uh, because they, they do don't, they don't know how to get along. Yeah, they don't have to know how to get along. There is underneath it all a binding love, right? But it's very strained binding. <laughs> you know, it's right. it's very frayed, very tattered. They all have they're all at each other's wits end. Yes, um, all sometimes at each other's throats. Yes. Um. So then there is number two, Diego. Uh, his Ooh. his power is that he can um control projectiles that he has thrown so he had he carries around a bunch of knives i don't know if he's necessarily super agile but he is also the best fighter of the group yeah i feel like i feel like that's just his training experience. yeah i believe so too i believe so too he's he's played by david castaneda yes and um uh i'm not I'm sure like, if it's david it might be david but, it, might, it might be um, david yeah but so apologies for that if, um but um, anyways also fabulous job love his storyline um yeah so then uh, i guess we'll move on to number three who is allison um emma raver lampman 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 uh uh, she does a great job as well Uh, her they call her power rumor but it's really just kind of a, a phrase that she uses to trigger it, which uh, she can, uh, it's like a hypnosis Suggest. kind of thing. Yeah. Power uh, of suggestion. Yes. Suggestion. Yes. Um, and so she she can get out of trouble easily and into a trouble also. Yeah. Um, and not my, nothing against the actor not my favorite character she's my least favorite of the family yeah, she's a little stuck up and i mean that's definitely i think it's justified through the character work. oh definitely definitely yeah, it definitely makes sense she um, it's just some of the choices she makes are like my least favorite in the show because it you know it's very as you said it's it, it's stuck up in a way you know because how she spurns some members of the family right yeah i'm just like right. it irritates me like they they it has she has the she's the child that got everything they they wanted and mostly because of their power their ability um and for that reason she has a superiority complex i would say yeah. um and uh to an extent she's she's working on it that yeah they're they're all kind of working on themselves um being separate from the oh yeah yeah. their development throughout season one is great 
It is. It is. Um, I, I like think I've it was watched... good in season two too, but we'll save that for another yeah. time. I was gonna say I've seen I've seen episode one of season two. And to go from like uh to go from how you first meet the family in episode one of season one to like how they act together in the first five minutes of what's going on in season two, episode one. Right. You wouldn't believe it. You no. know, it's like there's no, no there's no way that they, they go from point a to point b but that's part of the beauty of the show is you know watching that transformation that evolution of their family dynamic right so kid four that was kid four um well no that was kid three i think right oh no you're right you're right yeah number number four is klaus uh robert my favorite uh he's yeah he's great <laughs> yeah i love he's that man. fantastic uh he definitely brings a lot of comedy to the show but also mm-hmm. he's he's the sad clown part that he's he is outwardly the most troubled of yes. the, the group uh he's got a major addiction problem yeah easily the one for me to re- relate to the most you know right. i play the clown act a lot right. um uh, so it's like you know immediately just kind of attached to this character and just the amount of motion and heart that robert sheehan brings to this role right because like even even he, when he's being sarcastic he has the heart like in my opinion he has the most gut-wrenching power oh which yes. is he can contact the dead yeah um so he, you know he he sees uh i guess we should we should skip the next kid and go to number six um, sure yeah so number ben, six is, is it? ben yeah ben yeah. hargraves uh played, uh, by, played by justin h men yeah and ben is in the present timeline of season one ben is dead and the dead. only the only contact is through klaus because klaus sees the dead yeah. and you know it's just his story is got Klaus's story is gut wrenching to me, but just because like everything he goes through, especially in like near the end of season one, like yeah, his character has the best development, has the best story. Um, I mean they're all great. Again, yeah, it's such a it's such a great cast, but like I just love Robert Sheehan. I fell in love with this yeah, character. Yeah, he he is he is very good, and he definitely gets the shit end of the stick from their supposed father, uh, uh-huh. uh, Reginald, uh, through his methods of training him. Which one major thing? I don't think it's necessarily spoiling uh, to say that when he's a kid he gets locked in a crypt until he focuses and uses his powers which i mean is traumatizing yeah i'm not a i'm not a dean Koontz fan i'm you know stephen king all the way but dean Koontz has a uh novel series called the odd thomas series okay and that's uh you know it's a sixth sense style you know it's like the kid sees the dead um it's just it's one of the it's just one of the most haunting ideas you know it's like even m night Shyamalan's sixth sense Mm -hmm. like when you watch that movie knowing what's going on it's not really that scary especially with how it ends and how the kid you know the kid evolves at the end of the movie Um, some definitely some creepy moments in that movie (laughs) but but like you can think of you know there's there's definitely more traumatizing things to happen to a kid but seeing dead loved ones is certainly got to be up there for incredibly traumatizing i mean i guess he didn't really have loved ones when he was uh when klaus was a kid but 
right. dead people in general, <laughs> you know, seeing them coming at you. Yeah, it'd be the worst. Um, yeah, it's a hard I, power I, to live I with. I feel like he never really... Uh, I, I mean, it's kind of hard to say from just this first season, but I feel like as a kid, he never really reached any potential that he could no. have with his powers because they frightened him so much. Yeah. Um, and that, and that's part of his story in season one is, you know, overcoming his, his fear of his own powers. Right. Uh, um, and Ben, Ben's powers aren't really focused on in season one too much. Um, not too much, but he does. There's I think we can mention what it is as far as I understand is that he can reach into some other parallel dimension where there are monsters and use them to his advantage hmm. super that's also fucked up <laughs> like yeah for like i honestly season season one only i really they never explained it they never really went into it to my knowledge so uh, i no, never understood what his i never uh, understood what his power was i figured i just overlooked it when they explained it but yeah i think i guess when when you see it in in the first one they they only show it in shadow at first and then there is a moment at the end that they show it but tentacles come out of his chest and just yeah rip things apart it's (laughs) It's crazy um so that that then um uh i think we gotta jump back to number five number five uh played by aiden gallagher and doesn't really have a name throughout season one no, other than number five i i think i i don't know actually um but uh i think he either so a major plot point is that he has disappeared when they were younger he disappeared yes. and um i think either he disappeared before mom gave them names or he chose not to have a name because he preferred number five yeah. i don't know i, I, I don't remember i always i always figured he just left before they were named but at the same right. time he did leave as a young kid still so yeah he I, he I, might he, left, he might have i i think he might have opted out of getting named because yeah, that they too. were yeah pretty they were like in their preteens yeah when he disappeared yeah, and he disappeared because his power is to skip forward in time. Right. And, um, and it, it, space or time. Yeah. Or both. Yeah. Space and time. He can, he's he got the skip he's got the fun. Yeah, he's got the fun but the most hard uh yes. challenging power. Right. And he's cocky. He's a very yeah. cocky uh individual and I guess we'll because talk Because he's more so intelligent. Yes, he's very intelligent, yes. Uh, I think we'll definitely end up talking more about him because he's a major plot point. Uh, yeah, and, and also I would say his story is like second most devastating to classes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Uh, well, it, not I mean, devastating. Vanya, yeah, Vanya's pretty close, but... I would say not devastating in the sense to his like his emotion or his personality like Klaus's is very devastating to who he is as a person mm-hmm. just to what he has to what to what number 5 has to go through is just a crazy hectic challenge that like the other kids don't have to deal with right yeah. um there's yeah. there's so much more to his backstory that is just kind of like 
damn that sucks i'm right. sorry you like the that. rest of them the rest of them just kind of have a falling out while he yeah. gets stuck in a situation um, exactly but that brings us to number seven vanya played by ellen page well which you know i feel like most people who are going to come and see this probably have seen her in something even if they didn't know yes. they have uh she's been an x-men um inception the, yeah all sorts of things um ariane and inception yeah and she's very talented actor love uh, her yes i love ellen page as well uh and her power is that she is extra comma ordinary <laughs> uh, which is kind of a joke about the show um yeah she's the powerless one she is the powerless one and she has to watch from the sidelines as her uh siblings grow into powerful individuals and yeah. she decides that she's going to be uh a great violinist yeah she's in the in the comic she's called the white violin that's her that's her hero name <laughs> that's her hero name it's uh, not really we yeah. won't go into that <laughs> yeah, go into uh anyways she like she's kind of the central character though yeah i would argue yeah um, she's the easiest one to relate to because she is the one you know she's she's as you said she's powerless and she's forced to look up to everybody else right right and i feel like her, like you is. said a lot of people can relate to that a lot of people have older siblings or or younger you know somebody yeah. somebody in the family gets more attention from the parents than yeah. uh than you uh at some plus point. yeah plus uh another another you know easily relatable fact for me uh and uh and for you i think is she has anxiety to the yes. point where she has to take a lot of medication she's right uh she's from birth you know that her parents have forced her on medi or not her parents her father yeah. forced her on medication um and it's, it's kind of just made her you know close within on herself you know she's she's very uh hermit-like you know she doesn't really have many friends she doesn't have you know she's not really connected to the family at all you know a lot of times they have meetings and they kind of exclude her from their meetings right um yeah she's you know she was the one that you know she wasn't focused on at all no um so she doesn't really know how to just be <laughs> uh, yeah she yeah and even like you know she she eventually breaks away from the family and tries to be in the normal world and she even struggles with that because she did not yeah, she... have a normal childhood yet yeah. she doesn't have these abilities to show for that extraordinary childhood um yeah. and so she just she's just set to struggle in the wind yeah and the family kind of you know doesn't like her either because she wrote a book about them you know right. explaining explaining her experience so I, I just because we didn't mention uh sir reginald is played by uh colm Fayor, and kind of the impetus for everyone to get back together i don't think this is spoilers once again no, it's in the pilot uh yeah he tagline of the movie yeah he passes away and so they all come home to figure out what happened yeah because it's a mystery you know it's like did yeah. he you know was he killed did he just die um a man like sir reginald has to have a lot of enemies yeah. so 
and That's and while they're thing. all you know while they're all back together out from the sky drops number five yep. from wherever he has been you know from wherever he's disappeared to right and uh i will i think the only spoiler we should say is that number five comes back and says hey guys the apocalypse is so many number of days away and we have to stop it bum, bum. and that's yeah that's that's the that's the kickoff for season one you yep. know the apocalypse is coming and are they going to be able to stop it right and um, i think another thing we should say about number five is that he's still a child i uh yeah because if you're going to look up <laughs> pictures of uh, uh aiden gallagher aiden yeah you're going to see that he's a child well he's he's a little bit older Teenage. now uh, yeah. than when they filmed this first episode first season yeah um it, <clears throat> but anyways there's there are three other characters i think are important to be mentioned yeah. uh there is leonard peabody i believe his name is john Mag- played by john magaro uh that's yeah. vanya's love interest mm-hmm. um kind of kind of the antithesis of the family you know the family tells uh vanya vanya ellen page's character to do one thing and he's like no you should do it you know you should do this you know focus on you yeah um yeah. you know he seems he seems to be a very good uh emotional center right. for her right like yeah he's framed as a positive influence for her mm-hmm. from this destructive family yeah it's a very good um pivotal area for the story to go on um and the other two characters I think are important to mention are two of my other favorite characters, Hazel and Cha-Cha. That's a great dynamic, isn't it? Uh, yeah, they're beautiful. Uh, they're buddy cops. Um, yeah, buddy cops. <laughs> uh, I, I don't a, know what they actually are. They're, the, they're like the, assassins. Yeah, they're yeah. Assassins uh, from the future. Yeah, and uh, they're, they're, they are tasked with... Um, stopping number five from whatever he's doing yeah i'll say that Um, and the the route they go to stop number five is the most enjoyable journey in the entire movie i think yes uh for one thing they were not expecting the extra complication of his uh superhero siblings (laughs) right right Uh, so i gotta say they're not they're not a huge part in the at least in the first volume i don't really remember their characters too much in the first volume of the comic books um i'll I'll say actually bouncing off that i prefer the show more than the comics um i haven't read so i can't say yeah i and again i haven't read the whole story either i've only read you know the volume one that i borrowed that i have to get back um (laughs) but it's you know it's what that volume sets up is great you i see all those aspects in the tv show um you know it's a it's a very good comic book very good graphic novel tale right i think this tv show takes all of that and builds so much on top of it that it it makes it so much better their character dynamics is are just like beautiful mm-hmm. just the just the relationship of the family in general is better in the show than in the book um but then again with comics you know you're kind of forced to tell a story really quickly right you know it's all visual you can only tell the visual stuff really so you have to make it all really happen fast also each each issue have has to feel like it has a beginning middle and end yet Mm -hmm. lead into the next issue exactly and you're only given like 20 pages 
So, you know, you gotta, you gotta tell a really quick story. So over the course of like seven issues of volume one, you have, I don't remember how many episodes of season one, I think it was like eight. Um, yeah. Where they have like an hour per episode. Right. Yeah. Netflix definitely gave the episodes plenty of time. (laughs) Yeah. And, And again, just as you know, with every single Netflix show, they, they nail the, the hook. You know, your your movie ends with a hook to get you to binge watch the next episode, right? Which that works so well for everybody but me. Um, <laughs> I'm okay with cliffhangers. I've read Stephen King since I was ten. <laughs> uh, so, but uh, oh, we didn't we didn't mention that. Sorry, we didn't mention that Cha Cha and Hazel are played by Mary J. Blige and Cameron Britton. Yes, uh, Mary J. Blige being Cha Cha and Britton being Hazel. Um, yes which i i did i did enjoy both of their performances uh quite mm-hmm. a bit but i gotta say i, I really fell in love with hazel man yeah i do too He's well he also guy. he has that grounding quality of just falling in love with somebody right because they're both they're both wild murderous characters right but he loves this little old lady at this diner where he gets his donuts i say little old she's only like in her 40s so she's not old at all um yeah i i, I like, think uh sheila mccarthy's a bit older than that who plays agnes uh yeah but she works this donut shop and she is adorable it just just them falling in love together is yes. adorable like it's just it. it's a cute little romance like i mean they don't fall in love but it's like it's one of those like you know all they do is they just sit there and talk to each other and eventually they just take that step like you know let's let's see where this can go yeah I love it. We're not gonna say where it goes. Yeah, we're but not they say went. The, they they took the step to see they where it took could go. this step. Yeah, and and Agnes had been in that shop for so many years, just being a dreamer <laughs> and not and, pursuing her dreams. And also, I would say that uh, Cha Cha and Hazel have the best scene in the entire first season, where they do drugs and. <laughs> all, that's all I'll say is they do drugs yeah it's that's just such it's a great scene freaking good oh man i, I two months like, two months away and i still remember it <laughs> man i feel like that there's so many characters in this show worthwhile characters in this show mm-hmm. too that it was uh it's kind of hard to talk about much anything else than them yeah well um, i mean i mean yeah it, it's just it's a lot of fun it's a great story um yeah you know it, it keeps you entertained throughout like i'm not a binge watcher i mean i watched this with somebody so that's that's why i was able to get through this show but i feel like on my own i would have been able to watch it over the course of two weeks three right weeks. right i mean especially <laughs> this this first season you want to know what happens especially with the time limit on it yeah because About there because there are so many characters it ju- it jumps around between them a lot you know it's like right. I mean, every every show has that, you know. Game of Thrones has a huge mm. cast, and oh man, you know, every, like you know, it, it's a common thing of television. But the way they jump around and the way they keep each character's story intriguing, right, is great. Even in the moments that feel like they're a mundane part of this person's life, yeah, they're they're very important to the story and very interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I, 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 don't, I don't even know what else to talk about that you know wouldn't really be giving away the plot but yeah when think... it when it comes to television i'm not as you know i'm not as in love with television as i am in movies so mm-hmm. i'm not well versed in television it's very easy to impress me and <laughs> you know it's just like you know one of my favorite shows is lost and like i don't even like the ending to lost but i love that show <laughs> and it's like that and fringe and you know i i mean but basically the easiest way to say it is my favorite television show of all time is doctor who which is the you know a very dry british television show and right. i've watched all you know 2000 episodes or whatever it's not 2000 but you know it's it's easy to entertain me and this show umbrella academy is i would say I i'm not setting it up well me it, like yeah, yeah. it is impressive yeah I, I would say it impressed me um like it's not the first tv show to do a gritty superhero team no by any means um but uh well now that i say that i might have put my foot in my mouth i don't actually remember something that came before this i don't know if the boys well i'm sure like or not i feel Uh, like the boys did but also like it's it's an x-men style you know x-men you don't have your you you know your beautiful your class a uh superheroes you have the mutants you know the people who are you're shunned by society kind of forced together yeah Um, it is i would say that's that's the closest yeah that's the closest this story kind of gets is you know you have you have that gritty um they're, you know, they're they're kind of they're people. kind of they're yeah they're, they're kind of shunned by people. society still too because yeah. of you get the feeling that even though they were like a vigilante family society didn't really care no and, and like there's a couple of people <laughs> who are still like residual fans of back in the yeah. day when they were on lunch boxes and you know and they had a fan club and stuff like that but all that has gone away uh and now yeah. they're like we don't want you interfering with our legal processes <laughs> um <clears throat> yep you're using your abilities to get farther in life that kind of stuff yeah they all had to find different avenues than being uh being superheroes right right um I'll say except for Diego. He keeps on trying yeah. to be a superhero. <laughs> yeah, um, he does still be vigilant yeah, and stuff. He gets he gets in trouble with the police a couple of times. He's Which he is... thinks he's Batman. <laughs> yeah, I mean he that. kind of yeah, yeah. He kinda is smart. Batman. He's, he's not Batman he's nowhere cool. near as smart. Yes, exactly. He's not um, and he's not nearly as clever uh either, uh, but he thinks he is. <laughs> yeah, he definitely does. Yeah. But it's it's definitely a, a unique story, um, well told over the course of a season. Yeah, you know, again, great character development and good good directing throughout. Like, you know, it's a fun, fun, well told visual tale. Um, I think I, I, think, I think yeah. Like I said if, uh, earlier, if you're a superhero fan, do not miss this one. Um, and even if you're just a My Chemical Romance fan. Yeah, that's a good reason to watch, a good enough reason to watch it. And even if you're not a superhero fan, I know some people aren't superhero fans because they're like, why do I want to watch this same story over and over again? Because yeah. it really is. It's it's just melodrama, 
but this definitely has some fresh elements and takes on what it is to be a person with special abilities uh, mm-hmm. so i would say don't don't miss it don't skip over it uh, even if you're not a superhero fan you should check it out and if and if none of that is exciting for you i mean ellen page yeah she's great. she's 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 such a beautiful person yeah just watch it for her yeah and, and oh yeah and robert sheehan <laughs> yeah him great. too klaus uh, is no, amazing watch yeah. it watch it for ellen page and stay for robert sheehan there you go there you go and really every like I, we said earlier tire class the cast top notch yeah. um uh there there's a couple moments with a couple of them that are hit or miss but uh all in all they all have great acting moments and i i really enjoy this show and i've watched it twice so uh and i've watched it once if if you're (laughs) if you're gonna get me to watch it a second time um i think that it has some merit that's Uh, good yeah i i think it's fair to say there's probably like like there's only a handful of things that that's true for one of them is lost like you said and yeah. i'm also not a huge fan of the ending um uh so it's yeah it's it's definitely worth your watch um and we'll we'll be back in like two two months when i finish the next seven episodes of the <laughs> show that we're currently watching uh i'm closer than that actually i think i'm only five episodes away now <laughs> that's, good. that's good so so month, month and a half we'll have another you know chill low energy ted talks tv talks sorry <laughs> TV, TV talks, talks. yeah tv talks okay. thanks for coming to my ted talk man good for cover guys <laughs> uh well i've i've been the faceless leon and i'm the green traveler safe travels everybody green and faceless on the couch is a proud production of fiction works 19 We plan to publish new episodes of this podcast every Thursday evening. If you'd like to give us a comment, please visit us at facebook.com slash greenandfaceless. There you'll find many links to our show and to our website. Thanks for listening.